One of the stories of the year concerned Captain Tom Moore, who in early April began walking laps of his garden with a view to raising £1,000 for the NHS charities together by his 100th birthday. It was a story which really captured people's imaginations. He attracted over 1.5 million different donations, totaling almost 33 million by the end of his birthday, which will rise to around 39 million after gift aid. He became the oldest person ever to score a number one hit single when he featured on a version of You'll Never Walk Alone by Michael Ball. His birthday was marked by an RAF fly past. He received 150,000 birthday cards. He was appointed an honorary colonel of the Army Foundation College and was knighted by the Queen. Towards the end of the year, he won the Helen Rollison Award at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. And he's also released an autobiography. Tomorrow will be a good day. Quite the year for Captain Tom. One of the reasons his story stands out is because of the emphasis our society places on youth. I remember a, a moment that I realised one of my dreams that I'd had as a kid was never going to happen. It was the moment that Ryan Giggs broke into the Man United first team. He was the first big name footballer to be younger than me. Now, to be honest, I was never going to be a professional footballer and the dream had long since faded and become a wildest fantasy by the time Giggs came along. But Giggs was the moment that was confirmed. And he's long retired now, after a very long career. And that was nothing compared to something else that happened this year. At the French Open, Iga Sviatek became the youngest person to win a Grand Slam tennis championship. She was the first person to be born this century to win a Grand Slam tournament. Now that made me feel old. And I know it's not going to get any better. But I've come to realise I'm at that stage where more and more often I see people achieve great things or even just become incredibly famous for not so great things. And they're all so much younger than me and I feel like such an underachiever. I do have to also recognise that quite a few of those who will watch, listen to or read this reflection will be thinking, ha, I wish I was your age. But in some ways it was kind of comforting this year that the battle of the president, the battle for the president to be, um, to be president of America was between two guys in the mid 70s or in the 70s. So it's good that the nativity story as Luke tells it, is bookended with a couple of stories about people 
maybe consider themselves past their peak. Look up into this gospel, not with the story of Mary and Nazareth, but in the temple at Jerusalem with a priest called Zechariah, married to a woman called Elizabeth. We don't know how old they were, but Luke tells us they were past the age of childbearing, and it appears they longed for a child, but it just never happened. But God wasn't finished with them yet. Luke starts his gospel with an angel appearing to Zechariah, announcing that his wife Elizabeth is going to have a son, and they're to call him John. He'll go on to be John the Baptist. Zechariah is left quite literally speechless by the incident. But at the other end of the nativity story, we hear of another man and woman, Simeon and Anna. Simeon was a good, God-fearing man who, despite the long years of God's apparent silence, had been waiting for God to fulfil a promise to send a saviour into the world. He truly believed he would live to see that saviour. He has waited. And he's waited. Not the kind of lean back, relaxed kind of an active seeking, anticipation that God is going to do something new. And we don't know how old he was, but the sense is that he's not much longer for this world. I wonder if he ever waited. I wonder if he ever thought, have I got this right? Is God ever going to come through? And then one day, he's in the temple, and a young couple enter with a child. And he gets the nod. He takes the child in his arms, and at last he exclaims, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, we may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Effectively he says, okay God, I can die happy now. There's also a woman there, a prophetess called Anna. She's in her 80s, has probably spent around 60 years or, those, or more of those years as a widow. But God still had more for her. She saw the Christ whom God had promised and spent the rest of her time telling anyone who would listen about this child. What's the longest you've ever waited for something? How do we consider aging? Do you consider yourself past it? Do you think God's finished with you? You may never raise millions, win an award, write a book or score a number one hit single. You might, but you might not. 
But however old you are, can you believe that God may still have something more for you? I'll leave you with a poem from the Iona community. It was to older folk that Jesus came, that they might know their place and learn his name. And upset notions of whom God may choose to change the world or celebrate good news. And this they understand who have been told of Sarah who conceived when she was old, and Hannah who found joy despite her tears, and Naomi who blessed her later years. With Zechariah zealous for routine and showing what's to come and what has been, they made this claim an angel's message too, declaring God intends to make things new. Like Simeon resigned to failing power, Old age might yet become that finest hour. For those who risk false claims that they're deranged by saying God wants all things to be changed. It is not in the manger that Christ must stay, forever lying helpless in the hay. It's by older folk that Jesus is blessed to see God's restlessness in him expressed. Grace and peace to you. Amen.